A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. How you doing? I'm Adam Catterall, in for Andy Goldstein, and you're listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Coming up on the pod today, we've got a special announcement from TalkSport Towers, an incredible revelation from Simon Jordan about his hair and what life was like playing under the special one, Jose Mourinho, from Sean Wright Phillips. Uh, but first, in case you've been hiding under a rock, the big fight next week, Saturday 22nd, in Vegas, Wilder versus Fury 2 is now live and exclusive on Talk Sports. I'll be there. Yeah! Sorry, just got a bit giddy then. Uh, anyway, our very own Gareth A. Davis caught up with a champion, Deontay Wilder. I mean, this is the biggest heavyweight title fight in the world, and I'm just happy to be a part of it, you know. Um, the first fight was such an amazing fight. It was thrilling. It was exciting. And with all that being said, it left us all with a controversial decision. And this is what makes this the second fight so exciting. So we can we can get a, get rid of those, those everyone's opinions, and we finally get down to the bottom line. Well, what are talk sport listeners gonna hear on the night when that first bell rings? And still, WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay the Bronze Bubble. You are in full voice tonight. I need some oxygen. <laughs> but you are clearly, I mean, you look, your skin, your, your look, you look in fantastic shape, Deontay. I mean, I'm, I, I, not only I look good, but I feel great as well. You know, uh, the preparation for this fight, everything I've been through, you know, just this quick turnaround has been, has been uh, key as well, you know. Uh, I'm just happy. And then when you're happy and you your life is structured around peace, I don't have no drama. I don't have no stress in my life. And it took a long time to get to this point, but I can I can I can happily say that I I'm at peace. And I think it 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 it, it plays a, a big part, you know, in the fighter's life that he's a fighter, it's a happy fighter, he's a healthy fighter, and uh he have a lot of peace around him because it's a, cause we have so much going on in our heads and we have to prepare for war and when you have to prepare for war i always say it we're risking our lives for others entertainment and if you don't do it you'll never know the severeness of what it feels like to get up inside that ring and like i don't know if i'm getting out the same way i got in so you have to have a mentality of a warrior and a, and a, a mindset of a king to go in there and do your thing each and every time, and I do that. And come um, February 22nd at the MGM Grand on Fox pay-per-view, on ESPN pay-per-view, on Talk Sport, you know, you guys calling the fight, 
It's just amazing, man. So I'm, I'm thankful to be in these times of a heavyweight division. It was a point of time where it was uh, dead, and here we are now. Well alive, it's breathing like a like a like a dragon supposed to breathe. And February twenty second is gonna release his first. This is how we reacted to the night's EFL action with myself and Jason Victor Kundi on the sports bar. It calls the kid Victor. The full-time whistle goes. That is three wins in a row for West Brom, and they extend their lead at the top of the championship to six points, beating Reading here by two goals to one. Chris is a West Brom fan. Chris, are you already thinking about Premier League football next year? It's hard to at the moment. It's really hard to because if you go back to before Christmas, we got that 11, 12-point cushion and yeah. Leeds had, and we went on that, that run where we, we literally couldn't score a goal, we couldn't defend, and then it just went all pear-shaped, and that gap really, really, well, it just disappeared very, very quickly. You look, you look at tonight, we had Bill Bartley playing handball. Uh, well, he was playing basketball, to be honest. I don't know what he was doing. But, you know, once they got their goal, we did well to get back in the game. I mean, guys, we've got this... I mean, you've probably seen now I've been on telly quite a bit, but we've got Matthias Pereira. We are obliged to sign him when he plays 35 games. We have to start thinking about, if we do go up, about how to actually keep him. Now, that sounds balmy, but when you actually watch a player with his skill. Is there a player of his, well, better than him in the championship at the moment? Because I don't think there is score-wise. Bristol City have held on. They're only three points off second place Leeds and they go to Leeds on Saturday, the top of the championship. Unbelievably tight, all over at Ashton Gate. Bristol City three, Derby two. We have this weird thing where we, we do need a little bit of a kick, but Rooney, since he's come in to that squad, there is a different outlook. 3-0 down, early doors this season. We, we'd have let that happen 3-0, it could have been 4-0. Bad game to lose tonight, obviously. Yeah, we could have went a lot closer to the playoffs, but home game Saturday and there's still plenty of time for us to have that push to make them I think we have to just keep playing keep um, trying to get to get wins and um, there's still a long time to go in, in the league so if we can put ourselves in a good, good position going into the final few games then um, that's when the pressure will be on us So England lost the first T20 against South Africa live and exclusive on TalkSport here's how it sounded then analysis from Gareth Batty and Alex Tudor from two balls, Lungi and Gini to Mayan Ali. It's up to the crease now, balls. Mar bowled him! He's bowled him! Here's Ngidi, up to the crease now, balls to Rashid. It's up in the block hole. South Africa have fielded it at mid-wicket. The underarm throw, it's run out! South Africa have won the game by one run! 70 from Roy, 15 from Butler, 23 from uh, Bairstow, 52 from the skip, and then it's single figures, it's like a it's like a, a code, isn't it, when you're dialing another country. It's, it's disappointing and one of them needed to, to really stay there and, and finish off the game. You can't let it to the next man. And unfortunately, this is sometimes what happens when you have a batting lineup like this. It's like the next person will do it, the next person will do it. And I've seen it time and time again. And all it needs is someone to bowl an over or two that doesn't go for more than six and then it's game on. Very disappointing from England because after 12 overs I think they had the game by the scruff of the neck and then we let it slip away from an England point of view. Jason 70 and then getting out and then Morgan playing so well and not seeing it through. Um, but, it, but it does kind of 
beg the question that uh, England's middle order, is, middle order is a little bit fragile in this form of the game, not in other forms of the game. We want to see what the players are like. He needs more games like this because it's easy when it's at Kant and we can say how great they are, but it's these moments when, it, when it's crunch time and it's, you need your players to stand up. What are they like under that intense pressure? And unfortunately today we were found wanting, but I'm sure Owen Morgan, as you said, they will dissect this game and they will come, you know, at Durban and they will come hard. I'm sure South Africa will be ready for that. They'll come hard. They, you know, their pride's been dented a little bit, but there's still world-class players in that change room. Remember, you can also catch the action from South Africa by listening to the following On Cricket podcast available every day of our tour on Apple Podcasts, Aircast and Spotify. Now, the best bits from H&J. This afternoon, you've been coming up with TV formats for Dale Stain, the uh, South African mm. bowler that John says disdain. Cricketers from around the world uh, reveal their most cutting sledges to Dale. Oh, that sounds like a winner. That could be that could be a good programme. What about Dale Stain? Also, no, it's not it. I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. I thought, that's, yeah, that's just like the Dale Stain show. Yeah. Uh, Dale visits the Spanish resorts during rainstorms. In the rain in Spain falls mainly on the stain. I'm not sure about that, Lee. I like it. I'm not sure about it. That. <laughs> um, Stains Massive, where Dale teams up with Ali G, <laughs> visits his hometown, talking to the residents, discovering the site, says Craig. Very good. Thing. That's Thank where he much. just builds up in the gym, isn't it? Stains Massive. Anything else? Yes. Oh, yes. I love this story. A giant but stupid rat that lived 10 million years ago. I don't know how they knew it was a stupid. A giant but stupid rat? Yeah, I just call it a giant rat. Know you are. Stupid. Has been found by scientists. Hmm. The swamp monster measured five foot. <laughs> no, listen. The same size as singer Dolly Parton. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> when, since when has Dolly Parton been a unit of measurement for prehistoric rats? I was just Dolly Parton out from the garden. So it was basically. So what are you trying to say, Professor? Well, it was it was a bit like a brontosaurus. Oh, well, there's no point in telling me that. How many Dolly Partons was it? Oh, probably about forty. You can't use Dolly Parton as a unit of measurement, can you? I know. And also, when you think of Dolly Parton, you you don't think the first thing you don't think of her is she's five foot. You think of other things. Think don't. of her songwriting prowess and her, and her longevity so. in the music That's business. That's what I think. Of. Yeah. Unless it's 1974, Andy, where obviously you're still dwelling. <laughs> And trying to true. take us down a different I'm route. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Slocum. Now, breaking news. Simon Jordan admits he used to dye his hair. Get out, man. He must be 60-odd years of age and it looks like a blooming He-Man bonnet. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Here he is. What is this about my hair? My hair's a natural colour. Once upon a time... Once upon oh, a right. time. So you used to. Once then. upon a time. You used to. Yeah, I used to do a lot of things. No, you but I used don't to do dye your hair. Did you used to dye your hair? I did. Right. Are you okay. now happy? Yeah. <laughs> it was bloody obvious I used to dye my hair. It was white almost. Oh, I, 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 I had it going on though, didn't I? Did you? hair. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Once upon a time. Football club, oh. making films, living in the grove and a blonde hair, having a yacht, a plane. I had it going on. And what happens now? I'm stuck across a room looking at your ugly mug. Well, you know, that's what happens when you buy a football club. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Time for Drive Now and special guest Sean Wright Phillips joining Adrian Durham. Sean starts talking about Jose. My time under Mourinho was amazing. Um, I have nothing bad to say about the man. Um, even when I wasn't playing, I still felt like I was part of that team and that's down to the players and the manager. It's not just the players that make that, that happen, but... 
that situation when it when it actually happened um it wasn't really about me like i came off the pitch and i kind of smiled on the way off more of the fact of wow has this really just happened like i i couldn't believe it but then as i sat down and watched the way the game panned out i could understand and i always said to myself sometimes it's not about myself it's a team game and he's the manager for a reason and he saw something needed to be changed and the fact that he changed it worked so what he was right and I hopefully my reaction was right as well but um no I haven't regretted that decision it's never had a negative effect on me if anything it drove me into a position where I said I'm never ever going to let this happen again Time for Clinton Morrison now saying that he used to like it when referees gave him a little bit of banter back. People like Uriah Reni. I've got a tale about Uriah Reni, but I'm not going to share it right now because there's still a lawsuit out against me. Anyway, relating to Dan Gosling's complaint about referee John Moss. I was the worst, Jim. Players would tell you he played against me and play even in my own team. I wouldn't shut up. I was the biggest mouth on the pitch. And if a referee didn't give me the right decision, I'd be in his face, bordering on where I was lucky sometimes to stay on the pitch. I knew how to push it. And listen, it's not good. It shouldn't. You shouldn't happen. You should respect referees. But where referees always, I, I remember Uriah Rennie, and he was a black belt in karate so I'm not going to go toe to toe with Uriah Rennie because <laughs> I know what's going to happen at the end of right. at the end of, but I'd always say to him that was a foul and he'll go no it wasn't a foul I said 100% it's a foul you don't know what you talk about you don't know football you've never played the game and he goes well I'll tell you what get stronger go go to the gym on Monday morning do some weights and get stronger and then you don't you won't need to worry about the foul <sighs> so that was good I didn't really mind that banner because that was good banner and yeah. other stuff like where you had Graham Pole where you could give it out to him but he was a bit big time they'd like turn his back on you and ignore you and you'd like you want to grab him and turn him around and say I'm talking to you show a bit of respect but the, the John Moss thing it, it just sounds to me like alright I understand you can't be talking about Bournemouth are in a little a fragile position at the moment and yeah they could get relegated so that bit that's bang out of order but at the end of the day when he says um, you're having one I just take it as banter on the pitch. If he says it to me, yes, yeah. If if he said it to me, I'd say it back to him. Well, you're having one. You've had a mm. you've had one all season refereeing. You ain't got a clue. You don't yeah. know the game. Just have it as banter that happens on the pitch. Sure. And what Bournemouth have to use these comments if John Moss does um, has, has said it to motivate them. And at the end of the season, when they do stay up and next season they're playing them, Dan Goslin, I would if I was Dan Goslin, go out to John Moss and said, "Well, we stayed up, so it can't be that bad of a team." And I and and if Dan Goslin played a big part and I played a big part of us staying up just use it as a bit of banner don't take it too serious yeah, I, I yeah, agree yeah. with what Natalie said yeah. it's probably the heat at the moment he's gone into the mix he said he's not happy with what John Moss has said but listen we have to realise what sometimes we say as professional players to the referee is sometimes bang out of order crossing the line it's not even what you say it's sometimes what play, how players react to a decision yeah. we know that players don't show enough respect to referees no. unfortunately the respect campaign that was supposedly meant to come in a few seasons ago as an initiative has never really worked. I mean, even yesterday in the Le in the Brentford-Leeds game, you saw some of the players throwing their arms up in despair exactly. over decisions that were made. And that is dissent in itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And referees aren't going around booking them because they know if they get if they book them for silly little things like that they're going to be criticised for booking them for the most meaningless little incidents in a, in a game. But... Come on, Dan Gosling. That, I mean, well, how, I, many I, times, well, Jim, had, how, but how many times has he been in a match and no doubt said something yes, to a referee and, a ref and that's never come out? So that thing between me and Uriah Reddy, obviously, you know, he's a black belt in judo or something like that, isn't he? 
Um, it was refereeing again between Preston North End and Crystal Palace. He had an absolute shocking first half. I was the Deepdale announcer at that time, and I welcomed everybody back to the Uriah Rennie show. Oh, how they laughed, let me tell you. Mm, got banned. Anyway, staying with the Jim White show now, Chris Samba admitting that there was a lot of envy in that QPR dressing room when it came to wages. Like I said, it was not the, the easiest dressing room. Uh, the way it was constructed was difficult. You had someone earning big money, playing beside, earning almost nothing. You know what I mean? And you create friction and envy when, when the one who's making the most money is not at his best or is not doing well, but the other one's doing a little bit better. Mm. So I look at you, start look at you and be like, uh, I should be on that and not you. Or the dressing room was not well constructed because you had too many like difference, big imbalance in everything. I'm Paul Coit and you're listening to Talksport Daily. Time to get back to the sports bar now, doing what we do best. What's that again? So I'll tell you something funny. That'll be great. So, uh, well, we're saying funny right now. Hopefully it won't be at the, at the uh, end of the show. But mm. Darren Lewis is still with us because the lifts don't work. Don't something's, don't something's happened to the lifts. So he's still in the building? He's still in the building. Is he? Should we get <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Dazza. You can't get out. You can't get out. You might as well come and do Midnight Dread, Dazza. He's still here. He's still here. All right, Daz. <laughs> What's happened here now? I went to the lift. Yeah? And I pressed the button. <laughs> 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 What's happening now? You've gone to the lift. You pressed press the lobby. And it said, lift not working. <laughs> <laughs> We've got stairs, have we? We've got 17th floors up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Looks like we're here for a long time, ladies One and gentlemen. One word, Billy said, take the stairs. I said, Billy, it's 70. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll, take, you'll, you'll, take that, you'll take that long. You'll see Big Al coming in. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I mean, heck. So I'll just, I'll just sit here. Don't mind me. No, you, you carry on with the midnight you, train. Listen, if you want to join in with the midnight train, you're more than welcome to, <laughs> so, mate. Times you got stuck in your building. That's what, <laughs> yeah. we, that's what we want to talk about. <laughs> Times you couldn't get out. 964, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. Hello, what's your name, mate? Daryl, mate, I'm from Stafford, how are you? I'm good, man. Come on, Daryl, let's have it. Well, what it was is, I was a bit younger, I'm 32 now, I was about 22, and I was in a nightclub, and basically I woke up with the lights being turned on with a cleaner at 7am. <gasps> you um, woke up? What, you went, you went for a kip? You went for a kip in a nightclub? <laughs> Believe it or not, I didn't plan on doing it. Uh, yeah, I hope not. The alcohol got better on me. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep, and uh, I woke up with the lights being turned on to... Uh, the cleaners, uh, early hours in the morning. What, did, what happened with your mates? Did uh, they just leave you in there? What happened there, mate? Uh, yeah, not so good of mates, do they? Um, uh, but yeah, I can't really remember much more, but I just remember the lights being turned on, uh, and that was a nice way to wake up with about 100 different lights being turned on. How long um, How long did you yeah. sleep for? Well, I'm guessing it must have shut at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, um, and the cleaners come in at about 6, 7, because I, I rang my old man, I was scared, because I set the alarms off, so I went up the fire exit. <laughs> Love it, love it, mate. I was still hanging, so I didn't know what to think, really. Yeah. It's not really the best advertisement for the nightclub, is it, that you're falling asleep in there, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be an amazing experience.
That's it. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Don't forget, you can download this podcast via Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, tonight from 7pm on TalkSport 2, it's Wigan Warriors versus Toronto Wolfpack. Oof, in the Super League, dripping with gravy. Proper Northern. Anyway, there'll be another one of these. Same time tomorrow. Until then, toodle pick. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.